0: Thanks for joining us for the Anchored Daily. This fall, we're learning from Ezra, Nehemiah, and Haggai as we consider how God would have us remain faithful, obedient, and hopeful no matter what comes our way. Hi, everyone. My name is Matthew Hassler. I'm our Adult Discipleship Director at Bethel, and I am glad to be with you today on today's Anchored Daily. Today, we are wrapping up the book of Haggai, taking a look at verses 2, 20-23. The passage has two parts. First, it covers the kingdoms of man that will all pass away. Then it turns to the one kingdom that will remain, which is the kingdom of God. Verses 20-22 through 22 speak of the kingdoms that will fall. It says, The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah. I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and destroy the power of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overturn chariots and their riders. Horses and their riders will fall, each by his brother's sword. These verses look to a time when a great shaking will happen. The same phrase appeared earlier in Haggai and is quoted in Hebrews 12 to talk about how all created things will be shaken out in the end. It's a powerful reminder to us. To not put our trust in the temporary things of this world, no matter how powerful they may seem, no nation, no country, no kingdom, no power, and no authority created by man will last. We cannot put our trust in those things. Verse 23 then shifts focus to the one kingdom that remains. It says, on that day, this is the declaration of the Lord of armies. I will take you, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, my servant. This is the Lord's declaration, and make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you. This is the declaration of the Lord of Armies. It's helpful to remember that biblical prophets often look at a current event and tie that in with a greater future event. For example, the prophet Joel sees a plague of locusts and speaks prophetically about not only that, but clearly a future event as well. That's what Haggai is doing. God was shaking the nations right then so that the temple could be rebuilt, and Zerubbabel plays a key role. This also looks to the future. The phrase, on that day, is used in the Old Testament to talk about the final days, the day of the Lord. Zerubbabel is called, my servant. Plenty of people are called a servant in the Bible, but that term is used in a special way to refer to the promised Messiah that would save the people. Zerubbabel is also called, my signet ring which was a ring kings would use to seal documents, almost like a signature. When the last king of Judah is deported, God calls that king a signet ring that was cast aside. With Zerubbabel being called the signet ring, it means the promises of God to his people are being restored. All of these things point to a greater future that is fulfilled in Jesus. Zerubbabel is not the Messiah. But both Matthew and Luke point out that Zerubbabel is in Jesus' lineage. Zerubbabel gets to experience a partial fulfillment of verse 23, but Jesus will bring about the total fulfillment of it. So on that day, when everything is shaken out, Jesus will be clearly shown as the signet ring, the king of the only kingdom that will remain. When we put our trust in temporary things, this can seem a little scary. However, this is ultimately good news because the kingdom of God is a better kingdom. Jesus describes this kingdom as a kingdom of freedom. For in John 8, he says, everyone who practices sin is a slave to it, but whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. He describes this kingdom as a kingdom of rest. In Matthew 11, he says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. In other kingdoms, it's all about our works. We seek to achieve righteousness, though we know we can't, and we burn ourselves out in the process, but not so under King Jesus. His burden is light. He wants you to rest in his amazing grace. This is also a kingdom of love. Here's what Jesus says about love in John 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. This is a kingdom where you are deeply loved, loved enough to die for, where the king lays down his life for the servant. and this is a kingdom where we are taught to love and are freed to truly love others as we have been loved. This is the kingdom of Jesus. It's the only one of its kind. It's a good thing to belong to this kingdom and know this great king that is over us. And that's why it is good news that this will be uh, the one kingdom that will remain on that final day. So let me ask you, are you putting your hope and trust in the kingdom of God? Or is it in the kingdoms of this world? All the kingdoms of this earth have major flaws and cannot truly save. Salvation is only found through faith in Jesus that allows us to enter his kingdom. Let us enter this kingdom of freedom, rest, and love, and be thankful it will last forever. Let's pray. Father, thank you for establishing this great kingdom of yours and for making a way for us to enter it. We confess to you we have far too often put our trust in temporary things of this world. Help us to remember that all of those things are temporary and will be shaken out in the end. Help us to fix our eyes upon you and experience all of the blessings you have for us in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to encourage each other through God's Word. Also, make sure to drop a like and subscribe so you're always up to date on the latest Bethel podcast. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities to connect and serve here at Bethel. Have a blessed day.